people say someone's lucky, mm-mm. that person goes into the unknown. That's why they look lucky because they went into a place that you don't look at and they're getting something there that seems like luck to you. But when you go into that unknown place, you see that it's not so lucky. It's actually very natural and very much a part of the universe and mm-hmm. nature. It's actually a very um, clear thing that would happen. It's a very powerful ally. Yes. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Way of the Artists. <laughs> never know what's going to happen in these intros. You just never know. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. <laughs> we're talking about the unknown, the law of the unknown. And I was pumped coming in to talk about this one because this is a law that I absolutely love. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's really appropriate to love some laws more than than others (laughs) but this is one that i i get a certain a certain kind of joy out of out of discussing and embracing um and as we get into this like this podcast is so much about the unknown Mm -hmm. i mean we step into this we know what we're going to talk about but we don't really know how it's all going to go. Mm-hmm. We don't really know the direction it's going to take, much like our lives. <laughs> yeah. We never know how either of us are going to introduce. We never know what way we're going to go about covering the points we think we're going to cover. We never know what things we'll discover along the way during the podcast. And we think we know what we're going to talk about, and yet we don't know. And I think that's kind of the, uh, an exciting thing. I think what's kind of neat too about us talking about this, and we had a great little pre-talk, but you and I both come at the law of the unknown from a little bit of a different place. Mm. And I think what's kind of cool is bringing both our perspectives together and finding um, an interesting kind of medium between it all. Um, you know, because, I mean, you, you know, you with um, definitely all your experience in teaching people like Meisner acting and being in the moment and being present and how much like trusting the unknown and how important that is in that process. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's one way in which you kind of come very like now be right now, be here in this moment. And so for me, it's a little bit, um, more from the filmmaker side, I think where I look at it and I go, um, I'm almost going and seeing this journey that's about to happen, you know, where it's not so much about, where I'm at at this moment, but the unknown exploration of the adventure we're about to go into. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think both are very relevant and, you know, there's probably even a little bit of the, which I haven't really mentioned, but the unknown of the past too, you know, where it's like, we think we know our past, but do we really know? Yeah. And these are all types of things we're going to get into today. So enjoy folks. Yeah. There's a, there's, (laughs) there's a lot of meat to this one. Yeah. Um, so where do we even want to want to start with this? I don't even know where to start with this one. Yeah, well, I think let's let let's help summarize a little bit about what the law of the unknown is for people. Um, 
you know, this, it, it, you know, I, I, it's an interesting law because I think like if people have clicked on this, you might not have known what you're getting into. And that's good because I mean, it's the law of the unknown, obviously. But the thing is, is I think the unknown is something that we're not very familiar with in our culture and society at this time, you know, in life, um, where I think we were all, most of us at least were born into a certain belief system that there's certain expectations and predictions and things like that, that will be your life and who you think you are and what you think life's supposed to be and how you think a relationship is supposed to be and, and all of this. And there's all this stuff we think we know, or we think we're supposed to know. And I think the law of the unknown kind of goes, well, maybe you don't know, but also maybe it's okay that you don't know. And further, maybe it's actually better that you don't know. And I would say that that's more the case with the law of the unknown. The yeah. law of the unknown is is this thing that's saying, she's like, no, like embrace it. This is this is great. Like it makes us. I think this is the 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 challenge with it is that the unknown makes us so uncomfortable. And but the flip side to it is that the unknown is where we also come to life. Mm-hmm. That's the rub of the whole thing. So it's really, it's like getting past that whole uncomfortable part of it, because that's like, it's, to me, it's a small price to pay. It's a small toll to cross the bridge Mm -hmm. into, into the unknown lands, you know, because that's where we make discoveries. That's where we, um, we open up to something new, something, something, uh, different and, and new wisdom, new insights, new perspectives. They only lie in that unknown territory. We don't get new perspectives from staying where we are. No. You know, if we want to compare it's like, we talk a lot about the path here. There there's, if you stay where you are, you know, you can, there's, it's great to go and take the perspective where you are, but eventually at some point you're going to go, okay, well, what else is out there? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that feeling that, that compelling drive that's in us to say like, what else is out there? What else is possible? Demands that we step into that unknown place to, to rise to new heights, to, to find new territories and, and those things reveal to us new possibilities and, and give us new vantage points, um, that color and shape our lives and, and, and what we do in our lives. Mm -hmm. I think the, the real, like one of, you know, there's so many benefits of embracing the law of the unknown. And I think it's not a common practice. And I think that, you know, hopefully, my my hope is that not only will we create more clarity on this subject and this idea, but that people will be inspired and encouraged and feel motivated to be willing to go out into the world and have an adventure because adventures only occur in the unknown. You know, they don't, they don't occur when you walk the same well-worn path that has already been walked by a million other people before you, or you do the same thing you've always done. You know, you, you need to be willing to just go another way just to explore. And I think the other thing, and I think this is an important thing to mention about the law of the unknown. Don't be scared of dead ends. Don't be scared of paths that seem to lead nowhere. Because, you know, 
there's, I think there's two ways to do life. There's more than two, but there's two basic ways to do life. One way is you go down a path that you know leads somewhere. Some promised land, some place. You don't know what the promised land is really like, but you've been vividly told what it's like. And so you walk that path, hoping one day when you get there, it will be everything you've ever promised. Many people have done that and they turn around and tell us all, it's not what you think. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't do it this way, honestly. Like, I know it looks great, but it's not what you think. And then the other way of going about life is to go down the path, but to go down your path and start to find ways that maybe no one else has ever walked before, ever. But, you know, you decide to go down it and you just explore it and you see it. And a real neat thing happens. You may end up at a dead end. You may end up at a place that maybe didn't lead you to where you wanted or whatever, but you get an experience of something that maybe no one else has ever had or very, very few have ever had. And when you come back to wherever it is where you started from or when you walk another path that goes another way, you can tell people of this unknown journey that you went on that was all your own. And very few people can tell people about that. And there's an amazing amount of value you can get from having an experience, law of experience, when you go into the unknown and get something that others have never had the chance to get. And by the way, this experience you got in the unknown might be the very thing that allows you to get over a hurdle on a common path mm -hmm. that most can never get over. Yeah. And the thing is, is that this thing that you get is probably going to be something that you didn't expect. You know, you don't usually step into the unknown knowing what the outcome is going to be. Great point. You know, it's like you, you might have certain, certain notions and ideas, and some of them might not be totally off base, but really embracing it means being completely surprised or being open to being completely surprised by what you see, Yeah. you know, and what you come away with. It's not, it, it really is not saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to step, uh, I'm going to go down this direction, which I've never done before. And, and that's what I'm going to get out of it. You know, it's like yeah. the only thing you know that you're going to get out of it is, is a, an experience you've never had before. Yes. But you never know like what, what the, the sort of the gold, the, what the real experience with the real juice of what you're going to get out of is going to be. That's why it's the unknown. Well, and we just talked about the law of experience. And I mean, if you live for experiences as opposed to things or status or destinations, I think you'll have a much more fulfilling, holistic, complete um, life that shows you more of who you truly are, more of what you can be and, 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 and all that. And the thing is, is like, this is the great myth that I think artists discover and I'm talking about people who really are artists. I'm talking about people who really have the courage to walk into the unknown. I'm not talking about someone just because they paint, they're an artist. I'm talking about an artist, like a, like someone who actually goes out and tries to challenge themselves to do something new and explore and have an adventure and express themselves in a very authentic way, which maybe they've never seen done before. And they do that with bravery. That's the kind of artist I'm talking about. So let's just be clear. But when I say that, mm -hmm. you know, when I say that, I'm saying that these experiences, when we look at these artists, when we look at these entrepreneurs, when we look at these people who have done incredible things, 
and we don't understand them, it's because they've done the thing that was not common. They went out and they, they went their own way. And they came back to tell yeah. us about their experiences and they interwined their experiences into their, whatever this thing is they did, their life, their creations, their expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're following, uh, they're following a passion. They're following a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, they're following something that is bigger than any sort of limited idea of themselves, you know, is, I think that's a huge part of it. I think that's a huge part of what allows us to step into the unknown Mm. and allows us to, to have something that is, is unique. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's in the pursuit of that, that meaning in our lives. That's just like, you know what, like, because that's the only way really that you get past that uncomfortable part of the unknown is, is being connected to something bigger. Hmm. And the thing is, it's that bigger thing. It's that following the heart. It's that we talked about this like a little while ago. It's like, that's why you've got to follow your heart. Why you've got to lead with your heart because the heart's the thing that's going to take you into the unknown. Yes. The head's going to want to keep you where you are, which is why you've got to lead with the heart. Yeah. And you head out with that thing. And that's what brings you into the unknown spaces. And that's where we find our growth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, yeah. And, and that's really, I wanted to, to say on that. And there's, so it's being connected to that and, and another, some of the laws that are related, that are very kind of closely related to, to this one, to, to the unknown are trust and presence. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into those quite just yet, but those are a couple of, of key components that are really great sort of assists in, living this law of the unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, I think also with the law of the unknown, there's a really important element to the unknown. And, and when you're on your journey, you're getting experiences, you're doing whatever you want to embrace the idea that you're on a search. In my opinion, you're on a search to find something, to find your way. And here's the, here's the thing of it. You don't know what you're looking for yet. That's what's so great. That's the, in my, in my opinion, that's the core of the unknown. You're on a search for something and you don't even know what it is. And that is the ultimate unknown because you don't know what to look for. You don't know where to look. You don't know where to go. The only thing that'll, that, that you have this little heart inside of you, you have this, whatever it is, you need to call it your heart, call it your spirit, call it whatever you want to call it, your, your true self. And it knows, mm-hmm. but your mind doesn't. And so your mind's constantly going, well, we don't know what it is. We can't, it's too dangerous. So all this stuff can yeah. happen, but your heart's going, no, I know it's out there. I know what it is. And I, d- and your heart doesn't have, your heart is not like your brain. It doesn't have like a way to can tell you mm-hmm. d- just directly. So like, imagine you're watching a movie. I'm just going to run people through an experience. Imagine you're watching a movie and as you're going through the movie, they're going, so by the way, this is going to happen next. This is the next scene. So just get ready because this is, and then she's going to leave him. And then you get into that scene and he goes, leave him. and don't worry because she's going to come back to him. But you know, it's going to, this is going to, and every time you're going through the movie, someone stopped and said, yeah, by the way, this is how it's all going to work out. You know, and your brain's constantly doing that. It's kind of mm-hmm. going, oh, this will happen that, that whatever your heart doesn't work that way. And the thing is, is like 
that internal guiding system, call it instincts, call it spirit, call it your heart, call it whatever you want, your true self. Intuition. Yes. In, yeah. That thing goes, it's like more like a magnet and it goes, just trust me, trust me, go yeah. this way. And the thing is, you got to trust it because it's you. There's nothing, yeah. unless you're lying and to it, yourself and your brain's the one that lies to you, not your yeah. heart. So you got to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And it doesn't often make sense. It yes. usually doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's going to completely not make sense right? to be like, why would I want to step out and do this? But it's because there is, there's this, it's almost like that. It's this, this deep calling or it's this whisper, however it is you experience it. I'm sure if you're listening, like we, we've all had these experiences where, where something has, has come across our path. And for some reason, we're just drawn to it. Mm-hmm. We're just like, I have to go this way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. That's, that's our intuition. And, you, and, and it's going to play some, our head's going to play games on us with that sort of thing. But the, the, the thing is, is that I like, I love what you're saying about, about this search. And, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm reading this terrific book right now called Man's Search for Meaning. Mm. <laughs> Highly recommended. I've not even finished it yet, but this is a huge component to all of this too. Is mm-hmm. like it's like it's this it's this search for meaning, mm-hmm. and our heart leads us towards meaning. stuff that has meaning. Yeah, that has meaning to us, and our head kind of hates meaning to a certain capacity because it's just like it's like meaning, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. You know, like it's like this isn't preservation. This like meaning is something that that is so, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you wrap your, your hands around that? How do you wrap your, your mind around meaning, you know, because it's always so personal and we don't even, we don't always know why certain things have meaning to us, right? It's like, why does, why does this have meaning to me, but it has no meaning to you, you know, like, and, and I'd like to interject because I'd like to say that meaning isn't always as personal and when it's not personal, that's when it becomes a problem because we make meaning out of things that people mm. tell us things are important. And, and I think way of the artist is saying, find meaning because you found meaning, but you have to go and find it. Mm. You know, it's not going to be explicitly told to you. It's not going to be given to you or handed to you. It's something that you search for and you pull out of the dirt with your bare hands. And yeah. so, you know, your parents and your teachers and whoever has told you, well, this is what's important. Make money, be, do this, have a family, whatever. And, and so you go, yeah, okay. Okay. Those are important. Now I'm not saying they're not, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. There's a value, a kind of value. Yeah. But I'm saying that are they important to you personally, or are they what you were told was important? And so you're living out of someone else's values, someone else's. Yes. Um, and the thing is, is Did the person who told you, was that actually even important to them? Or did they tell you what they were told and so down the line? And that's why everyone's walking the same path that seems totally boring and totally like unfulfilling because we're all just doing what we were told to do. Mm -hmm. And the the problem is, is like, that's how life kind of begins a little bit. You know, you're kind of told and it's helpful at first, but you have to, you know, the law of the unknown is saying, let's let go. Let's and let go of what I, what meaning I think I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, cre- and, and it totally kills creativity as well. That kind of, and, and I, that, what that, you, yeah. what you brought up to is, is so, um, is, is so great because yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. 
meaning, our, our head and our heart both create meaning. But really only one of them is, is worth listening to. Yes. Because the meaning that the head usually creates is stuff that's not, it's not going to propel us forward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going, it's not going to be a part of, uh, of our evolution. It's not going to take us into things that are exciting. It will give us, you know, a safe, comfortable, but kind of just blase existence, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's really like, there's a trade-off to it. It's like, yeah, you, you're getting a kind of safety, but and I, I say this quite a bit, but to me, there's always this trade-off. To me, it's like, yeah, you get this safety and you get this kind of stability, but there's kind of a pain that is associated with it. There's mm-hmm. kind of a pain that comes with it. The, uh, the, and it's that pain of what if, what if I had, if I had done this? What if I had tried to do this? What if I had pursued this? Mm-hmm. These things that were in my heart, these things that were in my being that I just said, no. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to play it this way, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's, there's, there's a price to be paid for it. Mm-hmm. Just like there's a kind of price to be paid for following your heart, you know, like yes. it can, it can be a bit messy at times, but I think if we look at most of the figures who have existed through time and, and in history past and, and current, the ones who have inspired us the most, the ones who have evoked, um, the greatest achievements in our humanity, no matter what area that's in, these were all people who were following their hearts. They were all following a passion Mm -hmm. and they followed it fiercely, you know, and they all had to, to face things that made them uncomfortable, face things that made them afraid. Mm. But, they were connected enough to that sense of, of, of passion and purpose that they could wade out into that unknown, discover far off lands, make innovations in their fields. You know, like there's like, like the, the list goes on and on and on. Like without people following their hearts, we, we, we die and stagnate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, I mean, there's, um, oh, there's so much to say. Well, <laughs> Well, where do I begin here? I mean... Are you saying you don't know where to begin, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, this is what I do know. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know really anything. I had this awareness at a certain point. You know, I, I'm i 31 years old. I'm just going to tell the story. 31 years old. I come home one evening. I sit on the edge of my bed. I put my head in my hands and I start bawling. I'm 31 years old and I think my entire life is just a big fucking lie. Meanwhile, I've raised $100,000 to make my dream project. Got over 120 people to help me do it. Um, I started a business where I was making $20,000 a month. And I was alone and feeling empty and feeling broken. And I realized that I had built this life that was this idea that I was told I was supposed to build, that I was told that's what makes life meaningful. That's what makes it matter. I was in everyone else's eyes. I was living my dreams. People were paying me $3,000, actually $9,000. One person at that time 
just to teach them how to do what I was doing. And I hit a point in my life and I'm there and I'm realizing this is, this is not my purpose. This is not my meaning. This is not it. Now, there were certain things. Don't get me wrong. There were certain parts of this journey that I was on that were good. There were certain parts where I was in my true heart expression. But there were certain parts that were way, way off. And they were in my mind of me trying to be somebody, of trying to be important, of trying to be good enough, of trying to prove myself. And so, you know, if I can give anybody a visceral experience of this, I'd say the heart will lead you to express yourself in a way of true meaning and true importance. And you'll be able to pull off incredible things. And I think about any of the great things that I ever did in my life so far have been because my heart called me to it and I pulled me. But the things that really created emptiness in my life were what my mind was telling me to do. And for me, because I felt, you know, not good enough when I was a kid, you know, and, and I bought into that story and I lived out that story, my mind kept telling me, just become somebody, be somebody, be somebody who's important, be somebody who's valuable, be somebody who gives everybody everything and does all this and be the guy for everybody. And um, that wasn't why my heart wanted to give. That was my mind trying to game the system. Now, this is the important thing I want to talk about the unknown. Your mind is always trying to game the system. It's always trying to say, do this and this will happen. Do this and Mm. you'll get this. Whenever you think do this and get that, do this and get that, like, uh, you know, whatever, be very, very careful because that's usually your mind trying to game the system and figure something out. Your heart, when it calls you to action, goes, you know, we don't know how this is going to work out, but something good's going to come out of it. Something. We don't know what, but something good is going to come out of this. And when, when I went to create my show, the show that we created, you know, we got that hundred thousand dollar investment. I remember the day and, uh, you know, that producer handed me $10,000 and I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. My heart brought me to that moment, not my mind. Mm-hmm. My mind took the 10,000, a hundred thousand, all that stuff and said, now you're a big deal. That's where you get off. Right? So the unknown, um, the unknown is about not trying to understand and know what all the shit is, not trying to make it be something. Yeah. Let it happen. Let it unfold. You know? And the thing is that that's actually a more accurate view on life. Anyhow, that's really more of how life actually goes that it's a weird thing. Our head, you know, tries to, to tell us that it's, that it's the logical one. And it's just like, okay. And, and it's like, it's like, we do this and we get this, we do this and we get this, right? There's, <laughs> like that that is so not the case especially when it comes to the big things mm-hmm. in our lives you know it's like that that's not really how life works um we we can could we can control our efforts but we don't control our outcomes i think that was dan millman mm. but it's like it's like we we have control over efforts we have no control over the outcomes of it that's the only thing we actually have control over. But our head would like to convince us yes. that we can make things come out a certain way. And it's just not true. And then it becomes a really defeating game to play because you can never win. You can never win at that game. It's just this constant. And then if you don't get it, then it's just like, oh, well, then I just screwed up yes. somewhere along the line. And then it just becomes a game of how you've, you're screwing up. 
Yes. It's just like you're screwing up, you're screwing up, you're screwing up, you're screwing up. That's all it really turns out into, which is why there is a kind of logic to following our hearts on this and to being like and and into the unknown. I think that's part of the beauty of the unknown is mm. like there because there's so much wisdom in this law. There's so much wisdom that tells us like, no, let go of this this control, let go of this needing to know, let go of this needing to be right and follow this path. Just mm. go this way. Just go. Go and do it the best you can with as much presence, with as much trust. And with another thing that's very much related to this, with as much play as you can, mm. is is such an important part of of the unknown. Yes, because like that, that, when we can play in the unknown, like it's just like it's it really does become a, a playground. The yeah. unknown can become I'm... a playground with the right attitude. Right. And in a somewhat unlimited playground, um, you know, I think, um, you know, when it, you know, I want to just go back just a, just a second, just cause there's something I wanted to finish about the oh, last yeah. point. Um, you know, your mind in my, in my opinion, is always trying to game the system, right? It's always yeah. trying to, you know, it's always trying to beat the house. Yeah. Right? Trying just, to, you know, the universe or whatever you want to call it. It's like always trying to beat nature. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, totally. You know? Totally trying to beat nature. Tro- yeah. Totally trying to, to, to skip steps, to, yeah. to take shortcuts, to, yeah, do all sorts of, yeah, game the system. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And it, it wants the shortcut. It wants the easy way and it wants the, you know, whatever. And there's a, you know, I, I, I like to look to the mind when it comes to, to matters of safety, especially for others, um, especially for, you know, just general health safety, right? Like use your mind when it comes to anything to do with could this kill me? Could this severely hurt mm-hmm. me or severely hurt anybody else? Because that is our responsibility in this world. We are not alone. We have everyone else. And our minds, um, you know, I don't think we should write them off. I think they're amazingly powerful, incredible tools. And Evan and I are not saying that they're wrong or bad. I think what we're saying is that um, sometimes they're not useful. Sometimes they actually clunk up the system and get in the way. And so when I say like game the system, I mean, the mind is always trying to go like and take a gambling scenario and turn it into a scenario that's like a sure thing. And that's like going to, you know, to, to, to casino Mm -hmm. and playing roulette and going like, I know, you know, I've figured out what we can do here. And, you know, you might, it might work out sometimes. And that's, that's the problem. But the house always wins. Yes. <laughs> the house always wins. Nature always wins. The universe always wins. And it always will come back down to the unknown. And, you know, you know, so I think what happens with the mind is the mind can do temporary wins. So for example, you know, if you're say an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, the mind will go like, I have a system to make money and I can do this and I can make more money and more money and I can do more of this and make more money than I'm already making and make my money, make money and blah, blah, blah. And your mind will work out all the ways in which that works. And that in some respect is not a gamble. That's intelligent. That's smart. That's great. Yeah. But here's the problem. The mind also goes and identifies with the problems it solves. And so then what happens is you become your money, you become your status, you become your success and then all of a sudden the heart gets dampened and quieted and you end up, you know, millions of dollars divorced, your kids hate you and you're not really going after your life meaning and all you ever do is work. And 
the mind brought you there, not the heart. Mm -hmm. Because the heart goes, you know, maybe maybe my kid's soccer game or sports game or whatever it is, is important. Maybe um, taking my wife out on a date instead of going to this meeting because I think it'll make me more money is important. You know, things like yeah. this. Or right? maybe there's, uh, I can take my business in this direction. Right. You with know, the heart. With, with the heart, you know, and, and enter that unknown territory, you yes. know, it's just like, and, and, and come back to life again. Yeah. Um, what you're saying, I think this is another Dan Millman quote actually, okay, but yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, this, he, um, in one of his books, he said, he says, the mind is a terrific servant, but a terrible master. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. And I think that's like, we hammered this point out a lot. Mm. We really like, in, as we've relaunched this, this, this podcast, um, you know, we, we've been talking, I've noticed we've been talking about this a lot, you know, where, where we, what we're listening to, the priority that we're, that we're putting in our lives. And it's important that we talk about this because we've been programmed from such an early age to not think this way, mm -hmm. to not, not, and I think isn't even the word I want to use it, to not act this way, to not behave in this way. Yeah. We're taught the exact opposite. We are taught to, to, to be safe, to be contained, to be small to a large degree, unless we had a really terrific mentor, you know, in our lives at some point. And I really hope everybody has had that in, in their lives. Um, but it's, it's not a common thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we're, we're so adamant about this, about this perspective, about looking at the world through this lens, as opposed to the one that most of us have been brought up in, because the, the result of it, you know, again, you don't know exactly what the result of it is going to be, but I think we have enough evidence in the way that our world works and from people who have gone and they've done all the things, you know, they've, they've, they did everything right. They did everything they were supposed to do and they're still coming up empty on one, on some level or another, they're still coming up empty. You know what? I want to make a movie because I, I wish somebody already had, and if they had, you know, I'd love to find it. I want to make a movie where somebody's achieved everything in the material world and we get to see what their life is like in reality because we see, you know, this wolf on wall street stuff. We see all this stuff where, and I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking awesome. But, <laughs> but it's a presentation of life that, um, is not accurate. I mean, it's a glamorized, sensationalized version and it's fantastically entertaining. Mm-hmm. But how truthful and honest and vulnerable it is about the real human existence, uh, quite wildly inaccurate. Mm. And that's fine because it's not, you know, it's not necessarily, yeah. that's not its You service. know, things did not go well for him. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is that um, we are constantly being sold the idea that we need to get status, get power get freedom, get material things, make our life look a certain way, become a certain thing, do a certain thing, uh, whatever, hit these checkpoints, hit these ideas. And the thing is, is that, you know, I, like I shared my story a moment ago, I shared a bit of it, but like, come back to that moment. I just made my dream project. I just had what we, you were there at my 30th birthday. 
there's like 60 or 80 people or something filled my entire house up a, a buffet of food you know um I had the Jerry Maguire moment where, you know, everybody made videos and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of the Jerry Maguire moment for me, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, and I got to see myself in, in the reflection of some other people. Um, it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> it was a little bit like, oh, yeah, shit. Um, you know, and anyway, uh, you know, I remember I remember that moment. I remember being like, this is it. I have everyone around me and I'm this important person and everybody's supposed to love me. And I'm, I'm this big producer, filmmaker, and I'm achieving my dreams. And I, and I feel empty and I feel like, you know, and then, and then it really hit. And then it was a little while after that, where things started to really, things started to really expose themselves, but like, you know, money and status and stuff like that. And lifestyle can hide a lot of what's really going on. Mm -hmm. But this, um, this feeling of not being good enough, this feeling of not being valuable, of not being worthy, of not feeling important or like I mattered. And even though I was somebody to everybody, I was nobody to anybody, mm. you know? And I think that's the thing that we miss sometimes on our journey is that we, we think that if we become somebody to everybody, that that's going to be meaningful, that that's going to matter, that that means we're important. And, you know, this is why it's a fool's game that the mind does that. It goes, yeah, that's, that's it. Be important to everybody. Be someone that everybody wants something from. You know what that bought for me? That bought me a lot of false fucking friends. Yeah. Well, because it's like your relationships then are, it's, it's a transaction. Exactly. You know, and it's, yeah, it's always based on a transaction at that point. Well, and that's in some ways, that's all the, the, that's how valuable I thought I was. My value in myself was so low that I thought people would never like me unless I was able to give them something or whatever. And in my own little weird screwed up kind of way, I was positioning myself to buy my friends, not necessarily with money, but with opportunities and with, um, possibilities. Um, you know, and so if I just was able to accept, which I have now, that I am valuable simply as I am, as this guy who fucking loves making movies and loves creating and is passionate and joyful and saying, let's go on a road trip today. Is anybody free? That's the real me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, if that guy shows up, fucking real friends. But when this other guy shows up, he's like, you need to be a big deal. You need to be important. You need to be famous. You need to whatever, um, you know. And that, that version of me is a presentation of who I th think I need to be or thought I needed to be. And so I think like the, the, the thing about the law of the unknown is that you know you're in the law of the unknown when you're not trying to be anything other than what you are. You know, I did your weekend workshop, you know, your first one, one of the first ones you did at least. And, um, you know, with the training, with the acting and being present and the Meisner and being in the moment. And what that really demonstrated for me in that it was, it was such a good workshop, but what it really demonstrated for me was that whatever this is that I am is wildly fucking interesting. Not because it's more interesting than anyone else necessarily or any way. And that's what I'm saying, but it's fascinating to me. What the hell is coming out of this thing? This, yeah. this spirit, this body, it's like, you know, you put me in the moment and all of a sudden whew, stuff happens and it's, it's captivating shit, 
you know, and you watch other people go through the course and they have, and you see, and they're captivating. I mean, I watched you work with one actor. He wasn't even an actor. Guy never did any acting class. And he was so captivating when he was up there on stage, just being present in the moment. And if anything, at the very least, you prove to people that if they are just themselves, that that is enough. You literally give them a visceral experience of it. I mean, that was the closest experience I ever had, especially through expressing an art where I got to experience myself being enough as I am. Very Mm. cool shit. But that's the law. But you put people into the law of the unknown, the law of presence, and then you let them unveil. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, you know, so anyway, you know, it took us, it took me a while to learn these lessons, but you know, we're here, we're sharing them. Mm -hmm. Hopefully people can benefit from it. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, not go down this journey where you build your dreams for everybody else, but yourself and end up in, you know, in some ways kind of having to, you know, kind of restart the whole thing again. Right. Um, I'm glad, you know, listen, I'm, I mean, I shared my story. I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud of my accomplishments. I'm Mm -hmm. proud that I made my dream a reality. You know, sometimes I think about going back and doing it again differently. And it's just, it's a, my, that's the mind. I'm like, that's a fool's game because I learned so many great lessons and that's just the way I had to go to learn these lessons. And you know what? I could have lived my life and never learned this stuff. So if this is what it took, that's okay. And so it doesn't matter where anybody else is in their journey. Um, you might've been going about it. You might've been buying into the system like me. You've been yeah. running the program and then all of a sudden maybe you're waking up right now and you're going, oh, this isn't it. Well, I, I mean, the thing is like eventually I think this is another point about the law of the unknown is that it is going to make itself known to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is like there's no getting around it because yeah. like you can follow all of the things, you know, like you can follow the life path set out for you, you know, by, by your, um, by your culture, by your parents, by your teachers, by, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to do these things because this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and you're still going to run into the unknown because you've never experienced it still, Mm -hmm. even though you're following this, this path that people have kind of laid out for you, it's still going to be full of unknowns for you. It's still going to be full of all there because you're still going to be experiencing it from your point of view in the world. How like you, we're shaped by an infinite number of factors in our lives, you know? So it's like, we're, no one experiences anything quite the same. So, you know, you experiencing going to college, you experiencing, you know, um, falling in love, you experiencing getting married, you experiencing, you know, getting, you know, getting into a career or whatever, like all of these sort of like, yeah, this is how you do life kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like those are all still going to be full of things that, that are completely unknown to you. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't want to cast any kind of judgment on this. You know, because the thing is that this, the, another beautiful part of this law is that there's no time like right now to embrace it, mm. no matter where you're at, except the unknown. Like, yeah, maybe uh, you're in a position, maybe you don't want to be there for much longer, or maybe you're happy to be in the position that you're in right now. 
Um, maybe there's been all sorts of unexpected um, gifts that have come out of these decisions that maybe weren't entirely your own. But you can, the unknown and embracing the unknown can enrich everything that we're currently a part of. Hmm. You know, so how, like the unknown can can help us to find um, new meaning in the mundane, hmm. new meaning in uh, in the things that we've we've been doing hmm. maybe for years already, and say like, well, I don't really know what this is about. I don't really know what my what my job is is about. What I'm really doing. I don't really know what um, you know. Like, I don't really know what my, what my son, what my daughter is going to turn out to be. I don't really know, you know, how, how far I can, I can, and how intimate I can have uh, my relationship with, with my spouse or, or whatever it is. The unknown can be brought back in to create, because it's, it is mystery, you know, like that's another way of looking at the law of the unknown. It's also kind of, you could look at it as the law of mystery. Mm-hmm. And in that way, we can say, okay, well, what is, what more is here? It like, so the things that are, that we already know, it says like, well, how much do you know (laughs) about that thing that you think you know? Right. Because we are so, especially when it comes to people, we are so complex, Mm. you know, we barely know ourselves and to think that we ever really know somebody else is laughable, Mm. you know? So the unknown says like, it invites us to, to make, what's already here with us much more meaningful to us. Mm. Yeah. That was just something that kind of, kind of came up here for me as we were talking about this, because it's like, it's not like something you've got to completely change your life, you know, and you've got to completely uproot everything in order to, to have, have a fulfilling, you know, exciting life. You know, it's like, you can, you can start with, with the things that you have right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're talking about the unknown and we're rah, 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 the unknown. And, you know, I think that it gets our point across. We're saying like, you know, the unknowns where you discover, the unknowns where curiosity and exploration and adventure exists. But, you know, there are a certain amount of things that need to remain known or, you know, there's a certain amount of things that you need to be able to feel like you can count on that are dependable and reliable. And, There are certain things in life that will be somewhat predictable or consistent, and that's good. And it's, um, I think with the law of the unknown, you know, if you want to start applying this lesson in your life, this law into your life, it's about doing a little thing into the unknown and a little more and a little more, and and Mm -hmm. you get more comfortable. You expand your bandwidth, you level up, you become better, you become more aware, you have more experience that is in a wider range than the bubble or the common thing that you're used to. And then what happens is when you go into the unknown, you know, and you said this earlier, it always becomes known. You go into the unknown and it becomes known. And then you can venture more into the unknown beyond the now known. And where you couldn't go before, you can go now because you know, and then you can go beyond what you know. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, is when we never go into the unknown, we never know more than we think we already know. Right. Yeah. 
And so the, the great thing about going into the unknown is you get experience in the unknown and it becomes known and you know more or have more experiential knowing. And then you can be go beyond your experiential knowing. And this is what levels you up. This is what expands your bandwidth and your capacity and ability to become and be more who you already are. You just don't know it yet because it's in the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> the unknown is really, yeah, yeah like yeah. We, that's, uh, that's where we really find out who we are yeah. and what our gifts are. You um, know, I think we're going to talk about this eventually, right? Yeah. The law of identity. Yeah. Yeah. At some point like that, for right? sure. But, you know, if you're interest in the law of identity, which, you know, is, hasn't been released yet. But if you are interested in that, the law of the unknown is like the first step into you're actually who you are. Because whoever you think you are right now mm-hmm. is only a small, small uh, fraction of who you are. And you will know more of yourself when you go into the unknown. You won't know everything that is yourself because there will always be an unknown. Yeah. But you will get to find your identity more. And you won't be stuck being who you think you are. Which yeah. is this person who's, uh, I mean, let's just like, let's all be honest with ourselves. How many of us have felt not good enough? How do you know mm-hmm. you're not good enough? Well, you're in this realm of known. What if in the unknown area, you actually are good enough and you just haven't had that experience yeah. yet, but in your family or in your environment or your school or whatever, you had the experience of not being good enough, but it's a very small, tiny little fraction of what you're, who you are is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the things I'd say is a fairly consistent theme, I'll say, of stepping into the unknown and how that kind of relates to our sense of ourselves and our gifts is that we we when we step or when the known when the unknown becomes known or when we step out of the I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. But when the unknown becomes <laughs> known, what we can say to ourselves is I didn't know I could do that. Right. You know, like, and, and I've heard it said that it's like life is about discovering that we are more than we thought we were, Mm. you know, than we once. So shattering our own perceptions of ourselves. And that's, that's the importance of the unknown. And the thing is too, is that again, I want to bring this up is that like, you're going to be confronted with the unknown, no matter what, what we're, you know, it's, things are going to happen that are unexpected. This is the unknown making itself known to you. Yes. Is, is the events are going to happen. Changes are going to occur. And instead of being kind of like, um, a victim to it instead of, or at least thinking or feeling that we're being victimized, this, what we're kind of saying is like, let's, let's establish a more active relationship with the unknown. Let's consciously step into the unknown as opposed to just feeling like we're, we're getting slapped around mm-hmm. by, by when we embrace the unknown, we can actually have a kind of presence with it. And we can look at the unknown things that present themselves to us. Cause sometimes that happens. We don't always consciously step into it. Sometimes something is presented to us. And when we have this awareness we can look at that unknown thing and say like, oh, okay, this is happening. And instead of resisting it so fiercely, we can go, all right, well, what's happening here? What, what can I learn from this? Hmm. What, what, how can I grow from this? What's the lesson here from this unknown thing that has presented itself? Because there's usually always something to take away from it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I think um, I'm not I'm not sure, but like if we have a law of courage or not, if we're going to run with that one or not, but we kind of do. You know, we discussed the possibility of that being a thing that we found as a common theme amongst all, you know, artists and, and people who are on their own way. But, um, you know, going into the unknown takes a little bit of courage, right? Mm-hmm. But the more you go into the unknown consciously, actively, intentionally, the less courage it takes to go into the unknown. And when the unknown presents itself to you, whether you wanted it or not, it's less fearful because you become accustomed to, oh yeah, I'm okay with not knowing what's going to happen. I'm okay with being surprised. I'm okay with being kind of shocked or whatever, you know? And instead of walking around going, I don't believe it. You're kind of like, wow, didn't realize that things could work that way. Didn't realize that this person was like that, you know? But when, when I think, um, when you are just so trying to control, when you're just so trying to manipulate and game the system all the time, you know, and you get a curveball and you get an unknown thrown at you. It's just like such a piss off because you're like, I was trying to control this. I was, this was the plan. It can completely derail you. Listen, it's not going to plan. So what are you going to do? Like buck up, figure it out. You know what I mean? But the thing is, if you get used to kind of just being in that in that process, you know, it's okay. It's one of the things I love about indie film, like make, being an independent filmmaker. Cause you know, I, you know, locations fall through, uh, people don't show up, uh, something happens, whatever. Right. And so you just kind of start to learn to get this really amazing ability to just be able to work on the fly. You know, you just kind of yeah. like, okay, that didn't work out. Let's do this. And you always have like, as an indie filmmaker, especially as you get more experience, you just have like this, like 17 options, like always in your mind. And people are like blown away. The fact that you're like, when something doesn't work out, you immediately have another thing to pro- solve that. And if that won't work, another one, another one. And like, you know, um, I just started getting the ability to like, just have these solutions to problems all the time. Yeah. Because in indie film, you just don't have the money and the power and the control to be able to do always what you want the way you want. But if you embrace and that's so often a gift, yeah, if you embrace it, incredible things can happen. And I mean, I can tell great stories about this, but you know, the point is, is that the unknown has so many opportunities in it. And if you feel your life is short of opportunities, check the law of the unknown, because you're probably not venturing out into the unknown enough. That's why you're not getting the great opportunities. And here's another thing, Evan, Mm -hmm. when people say someone's lucky, mm -mm, that person goes into the unknown. That's why they look lucky because they went into a place that you don't look at and they're getting something there that seems like luck to you. But when you go into that unknown place, you see that it's not so lucky. It's actually very natural and very much a part of the universe and Mm -hmm. nature. It's actually a very, um, clear thing that would happen. It's a very powerful ally. Yes. And so, you know, if you go into the unknown, you begin to, um, kind of become more, uh, more of a leader, more of a person who can kind of help people to see, because when we, you know, I think one of the big things for me is vision, right? Like, uh, you know, for me, a big thing is vision going into the unknown gives me vision in areas that I could no couldn't see before. Mm-hmm. And now I can see them. And so then, you know, when people are asking me questions, especially in, in filmmaking and stuff, 
I just have vision. I've just been there already. I already kind of know what that looks like. I know the principle of it, right? And so then it's it's not so um it's not so mysterious to me anymore. But to them it's very mysterious. And so they're like, "How'd you do that?" And it's like, "Well, you know, uh, yeah, I could get into the story about it, like how this happened on that film and that's what we did and that's how, you know, I figured out how to do this." But like it's really just going and going, okay, well, if the unknown occurs, if it's presented to me or there's an opportunity to go into it, well, let's just, let's just, let's try. Let's see. Let's find out, you know? And I think like the other thing to it, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, cause I'm on a little rant, but don't put so much time pressure on yourself all the time. You know, there's like, you know, when you set a goal and this is something I'm always trying to remind myself of when you set a goal based on the known, you have a plan always factor in the unknown factor in a couple opportunities for you to go down a path that doesn't work so let's just say you go um i don't know whatever you're doing sales and you go i i want to make ten thousand dollars by the end of the month okay that's your goal whatever so you go i'm going to make ten thousand dollars by the end of the month i've been making seven consecutively seven thousand dollars consecutively but i want to make ten and you go well if i just you know do this many more calls and blah blah, blah i should make ten fine so Instead of saying a month, which you you might say, you know, you can do, give it a month and a half and give yourself a couple trials, you know, a couple weeks to just trial around and do something different. Now, if Mm -hmm. it works out early, great. You found a new way, but give yourself a chance to do something outside of what you already know you could do and try it out and see what happens, because this will give you a chance to expand and grow and evolve. Right. But if you, if you always set your goals based on what you know, you can only get the goals that are within the realm or the small little bubble in which you live. I have so much more to say, but I'm just going to leave it there. (laughs) I'm, you know, I get on these rants, right? But it, you know, it's, it's a great topic. I, I, it's, it is. I mean, and this is going to be one I'm, I know we'll be exploring over and over. Like all of these laws will be referring to are definitely going to be brought up again because like I said, there's, there's so much about these laws that we have yet to know. We have yet to discover ways. We have yet to communicate it, um, articulate it. Um, which is part of why I love doing this. You know, (laughs) let's take a second. Okay. Let's talk about this beer. How do you, uh, how do you like this? So I guess I'll just say what we're drinking. So we're drinking, the Tiger Shark Citra Pale Ale from Phillips Brewing and Malting Company. Um, what do you think of this one? Yeah, you know it's um, it's pretty good. It's uh, it's it's kind of like um, you know, I almost would have thought it was an IPA just because it's so it feels so hoppy and like kind of like sharp in in certain ways. Um, it's tasty. It's uh, a little acidic-y to me in certain ways, but um. You know, overall, I like it. It's an enjoyable beer. It's yeah. good. Um, their their can is sure friggin' flashy, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like this neon '80s <laughs> craziness with this kinda, cartoon. It's this, got a shark with paws on it. Yeah, well, it's a tiger shark, right? Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, but it's got the tiger, tail and stuff. Tiger it's, sharks don't have paws. It's a combination tiger and shark. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They, they need. You know what? They should stop doing the Sharknado and actually do like a sh- tiger. Oh yeah, it's shark. got a little tiger tail on it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Unconventional since two thousand and one. Yes, yeah. Phillips. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's good. It's a good. It's a good little beer. It's, uh, you know, it's it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's 
It's I'm surprised at actually that it, it's only 4.7% alcohol. Like I'm enjoying it and it says it's a very light beer, but it's um yeah, it's got quite a it it's quite taste, a mouthful. It doesn't taste as light as it is. But I think like if um if you really like like uh, you know, those kind of like very like I wouldn't say like it's not like sweet flavorful, but those like kind of like almost bitter flavorful beers. Um, it's definitely one of those. Um, yeah, it's not, it's definitely not as dense as an IPA. Um, and it's even actually light for a pale ale, but it's just super kind of like tropically mm-hmm. quite a bit of, yeah. It's very tasty though. It. You know, I've been, yeah. I've been enjoying it. Anyway, we don't, we, this isn't an ad or anything for beer. We just drink beer and the conversation tends to carry on. And the conversation <laughs> is, uh, and we uh, say some things, and then you say some things, and uh, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's all right. All right, well, you know, uh, I'm thinking we we tie this baby up. Is there anything that we wanted to make sure that we communicate before we you know put, what? A, put a knot and a bow on this? Uh, for me, yeah, there is something that okay. I never got around to saying this was something I did want to say okay and um it was a sentiment that was uh that was said to me from uh one of my acting teacher mentors larry silverberg which was um because he talked about the unknown he referred to the unknown and i remember being like huh like nobody's ever talked to me about like said anything like this before in an acting class and I don't know if this is exactly how he said it or if I've kind of like tweaked it and done my own thing with it, but uh, true acts of creation only occur in the unknown. And that was something I never got a chance to get into necessarily, but we got, well, we've covered enough of it, (laughs) but it's really, and, and maybe this is something like I'm speaking I'm speaking to all of the artists at heart here, the people who are creating things consciously in their lives and in the world. And it's like, you must step in the unknown to truly create something, Mm. to truly, truly create something that's never been done before, never been seen before, or at least not quite like the way that you do it. You must step into the unknown because when we are only working from what we know. Everything is contrived. Everything there's kind of everything is kind of tainted in a in in a certain way. And that can be alright, that can have a certain kind of result. But to do something truly, truly exciting, truly, truly creative, you gotta step into the unknown. Hmm. So that's what I wanna leave it with. Alright. And uh you know, there's one thing that I was thinking I wanted to mention before, but never got to was, um, about the, uh, you know, the, the, the law of the unknown in relation to kind of being a, a filmmaker of your own life. And, you know, when I think of a filmmaker, first of all, I think of somebody who is like the writer, the actor, not necessarily the actor, but sometimes the actor, the writer, the director, the producer, they're the crater. They are the incubator of this thing. And they're going to, you know, bootstrap, bring this thing together. And I think life's a lot like that kind of filmmaker, you know, the, the person that's going to take their vision and make it come to life, especially the artist is, you know, it's a very artistic medium. 
And so when I look at life, um, you know, I like to leave people with this idea that as much preparation as you can do for how you're going to write the story of your life and how it's going to play out and who you're going to be, it's something that you need to allow yourself to find as you do it. And I think it's good to set out with uh, an intention and, uh, and a plan to kind of be this person and live this way and write your story out this way, right? But as you go through it, you're in it. And no matter how much you try to plan for the future, and no matter how much you try to call from the past, you're always in it right now. And we don't really know what's going to happen. We just don't. You don't. None of us do. None of us do. That's good news. But what you can do in this moment is you can be the actor, be the writer, be the director, and you can live as the character in this moment and allow whatever kind of has been almost your life, just kind of let it happen, but be in it, be present and, and, and allow it to be what it is. And try not to, you know, look at the character you are as you're the actor. If you're trying on the actor side of this, look at the character you are and be like, is this the person that I want to be? Is this how I want to cast myself in my story, in my life, in my journey? You know, and, and I'll share with myself, like a lot of my life, I cast myself as like this bit part because I never felt good enough. I never cast myself really as the star. I never cast myself as the as the meaningful hero lead protagonist. It was always like, I'll be the protagonist and the hero one day when I accomplish this. And then and then I will be worthy of being the hero of my own journey. But what if you're the hero today? That's my first thing. My second thing is that with all your writing of your life, you know, there's your past and there's your future. Do you like the story you've written of your past? Because your memories are what you tell yourself your story is. And a great exercise for working with the past, and I like to remind people of this, is what if all the memories you had never actually happened, but you woke up this morning and we downloaded them all into your mind just to see what you'd do. But it was how you had the values of interpreting those memories and the way you looked at those memories that would inform what you'd do, which ergo kind of informs the character you are. Next part, the writer of your life. Your future. The writer likes to plan. The writer likes to go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get that. This is going to happen. I'll find the person. I'll get married. I'll have the money. I'll be the big deal. Right. And to some degree, that writer of your life can sometimes hit. They can kind of make it happen. The problem is with the writer part of it is that the writer tries to sometimes stick in the unknown. So when you're writing your life and you're creating your life, allow your life to sometimes just be a blank page that isn't already pre-written, that in this moment, you don't have pre-crafted dialogue to say. You don't have anything you have to do. You show up to family dinner and you typically do this. You don't have to do any of that. Just make it a blank page. Be a little different. Do things a little differently. Go about it differently. You can do that at any time. And then thirdly, fourthly, thirdly, whatever, you're, you're the director. Now as the director, your, your task is the director points the camera and either focuses in close or pulls away wide, 
pans over to this, looks at that. Uh, it doesn't avoid this, you know, doesn't look at that, right? You can be the director of your life. What do you focus on? Where do you put your attention? How much attention do you put on that? Is this the way that you want to visualize and picture your life? Like if you're doing that and you had to present that, is that how you want to show everybody? I used to do this thing where I would kind of point my camera at like these victim moments I had and these moments where people hurt me or whatever. And I decided like, I don't want to be a victim anymore. I'm going to stop pointing my camera over there. I'm going to stop focusing on that. I'm going to start pointing my camera at like, you know, this kid who wants to do this and has these dreams. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that some traumatic things didn't happen, but it's like, that's not what the movie's about. That was an event that happened in the movie. Yeah, fine. But we're not going to focus on it. This, this story is about something else. This story isn't about me being a victim and how hurt I was. This story is about this way in which I'm expressing myself doing this thing. So, you know, I'm not saying that's right, wrong, whatever. I'm just saying that you get to focus and the director finds meaning and finds importance in things. And you can do that with your life. So, you know, as you go into the unknown, You might not know what's going to happen, but you get to decide what's important about it. You get to decide who you're going to be in it. You get to decide how blank the page is or how much you've pre-written and pre-crafted. And so, um, you know, if you take everything we talked about in the unknown and you, and you become the filmmaker of your life, maybe you can start to live in a way that is totally profound and different. And that's what I would suggest leaving this episode. Well... We covered a lot of ground. Sure did. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.